Hello everyone, welcome to Switchcraft the Fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana and this time I'm sitting here with uh, Paolo from the UK. So introduce yourself. Hello everyone, this is Paolo from XRAMS. Nice speaking to you all and nice being here with Jana. Yes, uh, you you said something crucial right there. I wanted to mainly talk about XRAMs with you, but before we, uh, since you recently started a shop in the UK, like physical location, but I would say before we jump into that, let's uh, first start with you and yeah. So when do you roughly started fingerboarding? Can you re remember when or how you picked it up? Yeah, I can remember that. Roughly around 2007, I'm a kind of a late bloomer in fingerboarding. I, mm. I, I encountered the world of Black River and Tech Tech. Uh, actually, it wasn't a physical shop that helped a lot. So I remember we all bought some Tech Techs and I remember some friends telling me, oh, do you know that people actually do tricks with this? And uh, like, no way. Yes way. Um one thing leads to another. The next day, we were kind of putting together small ramps with nails and screws. And uh, cool. that's where it all took off, really. Cool. So you've been in the scene for a while now. And at what point uh, did X-Ramps uh, enter the picture? Right. So, yeah, when we started fingerboarding... Yeah, as I said, we also started doing little ramps and then we thought, uh, you know what would be very cool to actually do events when people get together as a community. And I think that, yeah, around 2008, the, the official time with XRAMS started in Italy, actually, uh, around, uh -huh. uh, yeah, actually, we're, we're out of Italy. We started in, uh, in Pordenone, not far from Venice. Mm -hmm. And we started making events and gatherings and, uh, and, and parks, of course. I think that was it. I think that was the, the, the official time we, we kind of committed to start doing events and gatherings and people kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. I actually bought my first tech deck uh, in Italy as well, or I think oh, that wow. was my first one uh, in uh, Bolzano. In Bolzano? Okay. Can yeah. I ask, was that in a, in a, in a sportler shop? Uh, no, not in that one, even though I used to uh, visit that shop a lot and okay. when they had a black rubber park it was the best best day ever yeah i was um, so curious about it when you said it okay cool. yeah yeah no but um in a like skate shop and it wasn't that far away from that uh Sportler shop like maybe like two streets like in a in a bit of a back alley yeah very small skate shop but yeah okay nice very nice I can't remember how I found that shop, but... That's very curious yeah. that you actually bought it in Italy, the first one. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, around 2008, you started doing events there. Yeah. And, and you basically started the ramps because of the event, or how, yeah. how did that connect? It, it all came together. At that time, the aim was really not to do mass production of ramps and sell them. The main was really to do the events, so we needed the parks, and we also needed a little bit of thing to, to sustain, so a little ramps to sell in that sense. And yeah, the aim was really was really events, now that I better think about it. Uh, and it, we did at least two big ones a year, and um, they were named Lob Trick for the summer one, and Hide and Trick, the winterish one. And then we did a number of smaller meetings, but the, the idea and the commitment was at least two big events a year, and people perhaps cool. remember those. That's cool. Uh, did you have any like any workshop or any any tools or yeah? Did did you just start it with whatever you had? So the the reason why we we actually called it Xrams is because uh, my maid. Stefano, the co-founder of XRAMS in 2007-8, mm -hmm. actually owned this very, very dodgy tool shed where he chopped wood with axes all over the place. <laughs> it was pretty full of sawdust, uh, nothing clean. And that's where we started having tools and saws and everything cool. to build ramps. So we thought, okay, let's do a nice logo with an axe with a trunk and call it XRAMS. Cool. 
Yeah, I built my first ramps in a like very small, like in in our house. We had like it was technically a workshop room, but it was so tiny and no one other than me used it. Like my dad had a bunch of tools there for fixing stuff in the house, but yeah, I was mainly the only person using that space, and it was like always also like. Cr- littered in dust and (laughs) but it worked right yes (laughs) and i learned a bunch of stuff about making things very good yeah we were we were lucky to have that space it Mm. it served us as a little bit of a yeah not only the space where we met and chilled but also where we did this this lovely parks in the beginning it was very fun yeah now i would kill for uh for a place where I can actually do work that's not in my living room. Oh, and here in London now. Now I do live in London now, and uh, it's terrible. The, the whole idea of finding a space is not easy. Was not easy uh, mm-hmm. before we jump on that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I would kill for a, a better space with woodwork and tools right now. Too. Yeah, same. Maybe we can kill together if you want, Yana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we find the right person to kill. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, currently I uh, I do have a workbench in my living room, and like the the whole floor in front of it is littered with like acrylic, uh, like drops of acrylic colors on the floor, uh, drops of cement, drops of concrete, like all the all the things I work with have somehow ended up on the on the floor eventually. So I think once I move, I have to rip out the whole floor and replace it. <laughs> um, for us now, it's um, it started with 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 tools and sawdust, and and now it's we don't know where to put our stock. We don't know where to put our <laughs> the, the paperwork. We don't know where to put our the the, the video equipment. So there's mm-hmm. always um, there's always something. Yeah, I can imagine. So at what point would you say that uh, XRAMs became more of a focus of yours uh, rather than something you just did for events? It's it's a very recent, so the, a very, very short story of XRAMs between 2007 and 13, uh, maybe 15. We do lots of events. We work with different partners. We grow kind of bigger, but it was still always just a collective of friends promoting fingerboarding and doing nothing more than that never even aiming at making a dollar or never aiming at doing more than promoting fingerboarding itself then between 2015 and 20 that's where life kind of got in the way for everyone and really all the extremes team out of italy kind of moved somewhere else abroad which is okay Mm. and we kind of stopped doing anything really for for good four or five years we were just observing the scene from the outside, never stopped fingerboarding mm-hmm. and just enjoying life and, and trying to put down some roots. And only now, uh, last year in 2020, we, we, we found ourselves in a, in a position in, in London in which, you know what, it was Simon and I talking also. He's in XRAMS for 12 years now, I think. And we were uh, thinking, uh, which Simon? This is, this is Simone Florian, uh, ah, si- yeah. Simon Weber, yeah. It was uh, him and I that sat down and thought, you know, this is a very good time for fingerboarding. We perhaps have a bit of spare time thanks to COVID. And why don't we put some efforts, both in term financially and in terms of time, in a very nice side hustle. And we start XRAMS again from London as a legitimate company. And that's what we did. So we founded XRAMS, which is now a registered company in the UK. Uh, with the aim still of promoting fingerboarding, uh, but but really we're trying to push a lot to make it self-sustainable, and mm-hmm. so that's why we had the, the web shop as a backbone, and the idea of making events is now perhaps catching a little bit again with the with the regulations because of COVID easing up. Yeah, yeah, I think we're we're soon gonna be having events again, but. Yeah. At least in, I, I think the UK is a bit farther ahead 
but Germany will get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of patience, Yana. We were all very frustrated and very choked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can't do anything. We had a small, tiny meetup in September when we had a window in which we could actually organize events. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, we were all always choked the whole time, and it's fine. Now we wait with patience, and and then we can finally do them. Come on, summer is coming. And yeah, are back. Yeah. So, when did you actually think about uh, creating a physical location for XRAMs? This was. This is all very very fast. This was just like a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Uh, again, the web shop is running. And Simon and I are thinking of better ways to A, build community, B, make XRAMs known, and C, getting to actually know the actual UK community. We're not particularly expert in the UK community. We feel it's out there. It's A part of it is undiscovered. A part of it, we just don't know it. So we thought, okay, oh, wow, why don't we do a fingerboard shop? There's like a, a handful in the whole world. We mm. can turn um, the current space we have. We actually have uh, what we call the XRAMs headquarter, which is a, a tiny space inside a, a nice community garden here in Tottenham, North London. And we thought, okay, uh, let's convert this from an office and stock area to a physical shop. We built a counter. Um, we made it look a little bit like a shop in terms of feature. We set up one day a week of opening time. This is just our humble start. Mm. So every Monday we're hoping two to seven. And uh, the response is very, very positive. What, what we wanted to do is actually working. More and more people are coming every Monday. We're getting to know people uh, and they're getting to know X as promoters of fingerboarding. Mm. So yeah, that, that, it's, just, it's very fresh. Just a couple months ago we thought about it. Yeah, but that's really cool and uh, really cool that you started the whole thing during during COVID because this is like a very challenging time for something like that. Yeah, true. Thank you for that. It's it's been a challenge. We have our compromises. We have we have to compromise on many things and be very very careful. Uh, but yeah, it's true. There's been challenges. And. Uh, do you only uh, make ramps yourself, or do you also sell other products? Or what's the what's the focus that you have? Do you mainly want to produce things yourself, or yeah? Well, I'll tell you what. At this moment in time, we're not producing much of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to get out there, like put a foot in the door in the fingerboard mm-hmm. scene when we opened, and say, let's open this company. Let's start doing cool media and cultivating the socials, which is a very, very important part. Um, let's do the web shop, which is very, very important, and where we gather things that we like from the worldwide scene and we sell them to our community. And it's mostly the UK community at this moment for us after Brexit, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the mo- at this moment, we're not doing much ex- ramps that you could say are X ramps. Mm-hmm. That's actually we want to go back into those. Uh, the last months were a big challenge for us in terms of opening the company, opening the web shop, sure. and then opening the physical store. And the next big, big one, the next big step is start working on our own products. So we, we yeah. big time, we didn't do anything about it, Jana, yet. Nothing yeah, but those, uh, setting up those initial things, uh, they do take up quite a quite a lot of work like i uh, i know that from the outside from uh, being close to the Aussie berlin shop so i know that all the all the things behind the scene uh, usually take up a lot of time yeah when when i look at the Aussie berlin shop I, I i always look at it with great respect every time they come up with something new i think oh they are also running a lot of stuff on the back that people just don't think about it just goes mm. just goes for understood but having an actual company that is running paying taxes a regular yeah. space um, as we do now uh, yeah. uh, by the way we all our lives we were very inspired and we will always consider our shop almost a tribute 
to the whole Berlin culture of fingerboarding. Yeah, so I have much respect to them too for the hustle. Yeah, I I think it's so cool. Like every time I hear that someone is doing a physical shop, I uh, want to talk to them here because it's such a rare thing. And yeah, I I appreciate everyone that uh, opens one, and I hope to uh, to visit another place someday in the future. Because so far I've only been to Asi, but. Yeah, it, it really is a handful. The world of fingerboard shops. By the way, let's go back, if you allow me, uh, yeah, sure. one step in time. Do you remember Finger Speak in Austria? Uh, uh, yes, also yes. another reality we look at with with huge, with huge uh, nostalgia and respect as well. So I think, as as you just said, now I think that fingerboard shops, physical ones, are something a little special. Mm. And we've seen this from the first Monday we opened. Uh, yeah, people come in and they come in for, you know, to fingerboard together, first of all, they, not necessarily to CX and XRAMs. They come mm. in so they can meet other fingerboarders, which is yeah. absolutely epic. Uh, and yeah. then they also have that point of reference. It's like going to a skate shop. You know that Simon and I will be there, even if you need just a you know a nut if you need some help if you need an advice on something mm. uh, it's cool i mean I, I would have liked it if i was younger to have something like this nearby home so i hope we're yeah doing same it right. yeah growing up i i never had a session with anyone outside of events or like a handful of times and because no one lived close to uh where i grew up and nowadays I'm so used to just hitting up friends and having a session together because in Berlin we have quite a, quite an active scene and we're like a, like, we're like four, four or five friends who usually meet at the, at the Asi shop who are like very close all together and we meet up a lot of times. I mean, Nowadays it's a bit less, but I'm hopefully uh, having a session uh, tomorrow with uh, one of those uh, on my new park. Very nice. Yeah, having sessions with other people is so so much more fun. Like it, it's a completely different thing, and when when you're able to provide that uh, to other people, that's something uh, I really highly appreciate. It's a, it makes all the difference. It really does. Yeah. And we've we've even seen this. Um, well, there's a there's a tight, small group of guys that come to the shop quite regularly, and we're we're starting kind of seeing them as the the shop guys. We can call them. It's, it's yeah. Uh, I yeah. can even call some by name. I'm sure they will be they will be happy to be quoted. And there's James, Zoom PFB, and there's Jake, Atmospheric Enjoyment, uh, of course Joe and Dan. Uh, so and, and these guys it's very cool they even after we after closing time we have the feeling that their own relations are uh, are growing and uh, and mm. they, they talk to each other and they say oh thank you for today's session um see you next time uh, it, it it's really touching i, I would say it's really yeah touching. i i became good friends to uh, to like our shop crew in berlin like some of those i now count as my closest friends and only met them through hanging out in the shop all day or after work. The shop crew in Berlin is so cool, yeah. so tight, and you really get to see what a few years of, of building up the community does yeah. to, to a place like a shop. And, and again, we're just so inspired. We would like to, if we manage to do one tenth of what they did, mm. we are very, very happy. And also, like on a on a personal level, you improve so much if you hang out with other people who are better than you all the time. And when, like, I uh, still remember one time where I played a game of skate at a shop and it was one of those evenings where everyone was there and we were playing a, a, a flat brown game of skate with like eight people and uh, I uh, I won that one. And after winning, I... I looked up and had this like sudden realization where I was like, okay, 
Berlinwood team rider. Berlinwood, 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 Berlinwood. Everyone other than me was a Berlinwood team rider. <laughs> yeah, but you're a Berlin rider, though. Proper yeah. Berlin rider. <laughs> yes, but I'm like, I, I'm not saying that I'm better than all of those uh, Berlinwood riders. It was more the, like, the level, uh, the level of people that just happen to be at the shop every day is so high and you learn so much from hanging out with all those people. And if you're able to cultivate that in uh, in other countries or in other cities for other communities, I think that's something that uh, helps people on a personal level by developing uh, relationships with other people who like the same thing. And on a, like, let's say, technical level, helps people improve at what they like doing. Very true. I agree very much. And I think the the scenes, like the local scenes, have suffered a bit uh, ever since the movement to Instagram. Because I remember back in the day when it was all forum based, like I I could probably name you uh, where most of the writers of that day lived. Like I. Like for for most people that were regularly active in the forums, I could probably tell you, oh yeah, that guy is from the north of Germany. That one is uh, from uh, way in the west. Oh, that one's even more south than me. Like, and with with Instagram, I so many times I don't know where people are from, and I also don't know how people look like. Because you never see faces on Instagram. Yeah, it's, and, it's also not very structured, right, in general. Yes. And the the funny thing that I always like to mention is there's been like maybe maybe it was like over a month at the Aussie shop where I uh, hang out there as usual. And over that month, I met three different uh, people who claimed to be the only fingerboarder in Helsinki. And <laughs> they didn't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and I was like, like, at the third one, I was, uh, you're literally the third one I meet in, like, <laughs> the last month. <laughs> but, you know, for us, it's also, one of our missions is getting to know the UK scene. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're very fond of the European one, uh, just like we, we, we always used to hang around those events as well. And here, getting to know the actual scene, it's a very funny mission. Uh, on one hand, you, you see that they're, they're just, as I said, you just don't, don't know them yet. Instagram doesn't help much. I very much agree with you. Mm-hmm. There's not a place where you know that that's for UK fingerboarders or something. And, and on one hand, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the, the, some of them are just not on the gram either. Uh, yeah. Just doing their thing and you know, not everyone is in there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, usually there are like like there are people I associate with the UK scene, but those are like so few. And other than that, I couldn't tell you a whole lot about the UK scene. And I think that's like the like we can all probably name one or two writers from the UK, but getting to know like the the rest of the UK scene, that is something where having a physical location really helps. I have the feeling that um, Black River also is trying to kind of do the same mission, even though they're from, from far away, um, because they put both Tom McAnally and Cass Hurst on their team recently. So mm-hmm. it looked to us like they really wanted to explore the island a little bit yeah. and as you know uh, if you're listening to this and you're from uk if you're from london you really should come over on mondays and if you're in uk let, let's keep in touch and we would like to recreate that same format of making events again maybe one big in the summer one big in the winter people can come over from abroad as well things will work well again soon so yeah. And the space we got also, I should mention, it's in a, in an area of London called Tottenham Hale. And it's very, very well connected to many airports and many different areas of the city. So 
We were very lucky to find it there. No big merits in that. We were just extremely mm. lucky to find our space and open our shop in, in such a good knot. And I'll tell you, we are literally 35 minutes from Stansted Airport. So again, when they, le when they let us do so, yeah. you're all very, very welcome to come over. And... Do you know if you want to do your events in that location or uh, do you need to go somewhere bigger? We, we are considering all possibilities. But again, there's a, a big amount of luck in the location we found. We are mm. inside a place called Grow Tottenham, and the name says a lot. And this is a community garden where other projects uh, happen, such as there's a veggie garden, there's a kiln, uh, there's pottery and DJing. And cool. this place actually Sounds welcomes... Sounds like a really cool place. It's, it's a pretty cool place. Um, I, can't, I can't stress this enough. And uh, there's big potential to make events there, really. In the summer, I can even see a lot of the outdoor areas being used. Uh, we're we're doing it right now with the shop mm. every Monday already. And in the winter, there's also a big indoor area with bar and toilets. So oh, yeah, cool, big potential, really. Yeah, ha having a location is like the the biggest step towards uh, making successful events. Like even in Berlin, we never have like a like a good big location where we can do events. I'm, I don't know if you've been to uh, to the other contests. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if that happens at Cassiopeia area as well. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's do. like Battle at the Herricks, basically. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, I, I like the Cassiopeia, but it's it's not that big and it's not that well suited for events. So, yeah. Finding finding a location where you can do stuff is like one of the biggest yeah, steps. I know what you mean. To me, Cassiopeia still comes with a massive nostalgia and kind of its special vibe to it. So yeah, and I, I think that's the main reason why it's why it's still the location of choice. If it's still there after uh, after this whole thing, because I I know that Cassiopeia struggled for a bit, uh -huh. and a lot of like. So many bars in Berlin have closed down, and nobody knows which bar will be open once everything gets back to normal. I will once again allow myself a comparison, and um, I'll be very honest. The area where we are kind of looks very Cassiopeia-ish. I, I try mm -hmm. to tell this to people to describe it a little bit. Yeah, so, so very, a bit alternative, but very uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same type of vibe, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. So, sound, sounds like you got a good thing going there. We, if we manage to push this and if we manage to get the, the right support from the place, we are really... fingers. Uh, there's a little bit of luck involved, but there's a lot of yeah, sure. effort involved. And we, sure. we think there's big potential. So, yeah, that was a good question, really. Sure. Yeah, there's, it, it's there. It's right there. We have the shop and the event area and uh, all in the same spot. Cool. Um, if you don't mind, I would now uh, jump in, uh, jump over into the rapid fire questions. Wow! Do I do I need to wear a vest or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, those uh, those are called rapid fire, but I usually I'm the one dragging them out, so don't don't feel bad if you take a bit longer uh, to answer it. For answering one of those questions, but, but the idea is that I answer very quick. Or the the idea is to move through them rather quickly. But if you spend a bit on one of those questions, that doesn't really matter. Okay, okay, I like this. So, first question is: uh, What are your favorite wheels? Oh wow, uh, Black River Mini Wheels, absolutely. I I respect the whole grippy movement. But uh, the butteriness of the Black River wheels is the best, and the Mini is the new thing. Done. Yeah, I had a time where I only rode pl plastic wheels, but uh, or hard plastic wheels. But since like the last couple of years, I switched to solely urethane. Right, right. As I said, I see this coming up, and I really respect it. We can't wait to add a little more on the webshop mm -hmm. as well in terms of uh, urethane grip and wheels. And it also depends on uh, what surface you ride on. Like if you're mainly riding on wood, 
I actually do like the more slippery wheels like hard plastic. But uh, yeah, if you're riding on other other surfaces, I prefer your thing much more. That's a very good point too. Natural wood. uh, Yeah, I think natural wood and Black River wheels goes very well together. Exactly. And uh, like uh, uh, more concrete stuff, I usually prefer to have a bit more grip. And since I built my my new park completely out out of concrete, that is like my go-to thing that I I ride. Um, What's your favorite deck and shape? Ooh, for life, low pro, family Ooh. shape. Uh, I am very monogamist on this. I, I know that I'm talking about a myth of the past, but we all always hope and have our biggest love for Coral and the Coral and hoping he will go back with low pro. I mean, I, I, he still does some decks for his riders. Uh, yeah, and you sometimes pretty... hear rumors like I. Uh... There's lots I, of still haven't, yeah. I still haven't given up hope. No one has. Uh, but as I said, he's, uh, he's cool enough to keep doing decks for his riders, the, 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 the big low pro family bunch. So I'm still rocking low pro, and, and the oh, family cool. shape is still my favorite one. Yeah. Sorry, I can't advise you something that is actually on the market. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite deck, though. Um, and what's your favorite trick on the flat? favorite trick on flat heel flip no doubt Ooh. yeah it, it's and, and it, it it often tricks very very good players in the scene too you, you pop on a heel flip and they go oh no very yes good. yeah like like doing like a very straight very low heel flip is is really hard and yeah. especially into like a like a manual or a 5 like I, I hate that. I also I like all all like all variations. Backside heel is very cool. Frontside heel, mm-hmm. but a good heel flip, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I need to work on my heels. Like I had pretty decent ones, and then I started practicing nolly heels, and basically forgot how to do a regular one. <laughs> ah, that's also a thing. That's also a thing. True. Yeah, and uh, what's your favorite trick on an obstacle? Oh wow! Favorite trick on an obstacle. This is not an easy one. I really like mini ramps rather than streets. Oh, okay. Very much. Uh, real ramps have curves. <laughs> um, anything, anything on a quarter, anything on a mini ramp, uh, really anything. Flip back tail. There you go. Flip back tail on a mini ramp. That's a tough one on a mini ramp. Very tough one. Yeah, back in the day, I only wrote transition, but uh, yeah, ever since I came back, I I can't do anything in transition now. Um, we're uh, when you come to the shop, there's not many many ramps that are available to the public right now. There's the whole flat area, of course, and then mm. you will find our version of the mini ramp. So it's mm. our replica of the Black River mini ramp with some different features. And then a big, nice, what we call the spine wave, which is this nice mini oh, yeah. ramp with a spine in the middle and a yes, wave on one. the opposite side. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, we're kind of bringing the transition back as well. Uh, we like it and nice. uh, we try. <laughs> nice. Um, what's your favorite song? Song? Yeah, right now. Right now. Right now. Oh, gosh. No, why did you ask me this? Yeah, this is a very hard. One. Okay, I tell you one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find it. Can Can I have literally ten seconds? Yeah, sure, sure. The counter on, um, <laughs> because uh, I I really like this song, and I don't know who is it from, and I want to suggest this to everyone. Oh come on! Oh, I'm sure you're gonna have to put a cut on I... here. I can just say my current favorite, uh, yeah. my at the moment is uh, "Cursed" or "Cursed Be Thy Kingdom" by Bewitcher. Okay, I I promise you have to give me a, give me a link <laughs> no on that one because now I want to listen to this. It, it's a uh, it's an acquired taste, like it's a uh, it's a subgenre of metal called uh, either uh, black and roll. 
or a speed metal. I prefer black and roll because it's a cool name. <laughs> okay. It's, it's basically, not sure if you're f familiar with uh, Motorhead. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's basically like Motorhead singing about Satan. That's, <laughs> that's basically the genre. On, that's and, your, I, and I listen to so many bands of that genre. It's your favorite song at the moment. At the moment, yeah. It's a, like they just released that album and it's a really cool album. Okay. That's the title track. What what did you say the artist was again? I'm very curious. Bewitcher. Bewitcher. Okay, from the switchcraft to Bewitcher, of course. Yeah, right. I mean, okay. there's a reason why uh, the switchcraft logo is a bit like uh, metal inspired. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, true. Okay, I took my time. I'm very sorry, but I'm here, and and this is is gonna be worth. I'm telling you uh, that my song of the moment. Is from an artist called Obscure, or Obscure, mm -hmm. and it's called Bayside, and it comes with this crazy '90s vibe, even though it's a song from 2021. So okay. it, it really struck my head because of that. I thought it was, oh my god, the '90s are totally back. <laughs> uh, no, it's very new, new productions. So Obscure Bayside. Cool. Yeah, I love songs uh, that sound like they were made 30 years ago. Yeah, 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 true. As if people are still on it, you know, so. Yeah. Um, what's a favorite obstacle? A pocket mini. Not oh, necessarily okay. the one from Black River. Um, any pocket mini that I can have on my lap. Ugh, I, I can't write that. Like, you cannot? It's way too tiny. I've been talking about this way too often recently with everyone. Pocket Mini is the thing, is the thing. I, I have it around, you can have it on your lap, you can have your little special mental isolation session on a sofa or something. I really like it. Yeah, I can see it, but I, I come from the days of the Big Mama. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, like, if I want to write transition, I much rather prefer something substantial <laughs> substantial no as i said i like the portability i like yeah. that you can sit somewhere and have it like a laptop and uh, yeah, just makes sense. lose yourself in it completely outdoor or indoor fingerboarding outdoor forever indoor should be legally forbidden <laughs> 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 no i'm being exaggerated outdoor is yeah. much better always yeah it's also much more pleasant to see on a video everyone knows that come on that that's true and but also i think uh with outdoor videos it's hard to judge how hard something is like i think you need to have ridden a bunch of outdoor to actually know that like just a kickflip manual is much harder on like something oh, so to find in the wild right and uh, yeah it, this also goes together with the fact that everyone is getting so technical i think i don't know if you agree with me mm -hmm. people are getting very much better uh, very much better at filming as well and they're into showing very much what they can do and yeah. i understand that the, the comfort of your desk and your room will always be probably the best scenario for that you really can mm -hmm. crack that crazy nollie inward deal nose grind with some crazy flip out but mm -hmm. as you say uh, the flip manual done on a six spot outside uh, yeah you, you need to appreciate yeah. you're right but it will have that special magic yeah and and you uh... And it always hurts. Like riding outdoor, you always have back pain or have scuffed <laughs> up knees or yeah. the hands. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, some stupid position. Anyway, some degrading yeah. position. Yeah, like I, I remember one outdoor session that I filmed with uh, a bunch of friends, and like the hardest part of the trick was riding out because I basically had to stand straight and land like at my feet and like between my legs and yeah. it was like from a waist high up until to my feet and like just riding out was the worst <laughs> it is it, it always comes with some special handicap of fingerboarding outside but it's such a such a reward then yeah uh, do you prefer concrete wood or granite oh wow yeah, I'm. I'm also in this in, in the concrete thing very much. Yeah, concrete is the thing. 
Nolly switch regular fakie. Uh, wow. I cover regular much better, so I go with regular. Um, do you have any hobbies outside of fingerboarding? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I like um, slackline and I like bouldering mm. from some time. I, I used to be very much into slackline, but uh, I stopped a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Why did you? Um, yeah, I, I, I mainly uh, did it together with a friend. And because uh, she worked at uh, Gibbon uh, previously, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah, because of that, we were friends with all the Gibbon people, okay. and uh, had like private sessions and like gyms with all the World Cup people, and uh, yeah. So uh, I hated setting up a line alone in a park because I uh, felt awkward having people come to me. Isn't and, it like fingerboarding, kind of? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's even like. Since it is that big, you can see it from much farther away. Ah, I see. Okay. And uh, and also, I was super scared of hurting myself. Like, right. uh, I I could do some tricks, but like some tricks, I just couldn't do on a like normal ground because right. I, yeah, was so scared. <laughs> I think that really this connects very well with what we said about fingerboarding. Of course, you can fingerboard alone all your life, but uh, when I fingerboard alone, I get really unmotivated like i'm gonna yeah. be honest and with slackline i'm also lucky to have some friends and to share this passion i think it really goes together with that yeah absolutely like when when i had my friends around and we would meet at the park like pretty much every day uh and we were, were like three people that were really into it and uh, or maybe in four or five like you you always had someone to go with you and ever since I moved away and moved to Berlin, I pretty much stopped. Right. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I was saying I also got bouldering a little bit here in London. I'm lucky to have some, some closed gyms and I find bouldering very funny. And this is how I actually keep a little bit kind of healthy, really. Because if it mm -hmm. was for fingerboarding, otherwise uh, it wouldn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I go with these two, slackline and bouldering. Yeah, cool. Uh, are two hobbies that I also really like myself. But yeah, uh, bouldering uh, is a bit out of the question ever since I busted my elbow. I okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because not being able to stretch your arm or putting weight on your arm is a bit of a hindrance o for also, climbing. Also a little bit awkward. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite fingerboard video? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Is that a is that session from twenty twelve at Harry at Harry's place? Uh, what what uh, do you know yeah. who was in there? Literally everyone is in oh, there. Mit Kukanev is in there, and Danny Komuzzi is in there, and Mike and Jay Linehan is in there, and everyone yeah, and is squeezed awesome. into his yeah. super tiny room. <laughs> Uh, and this, this huge marvel table what is uh, it the, the herrick sessions yeah or something yeah yeah i, I remember exactly uh, what video you mean yeah yeah i don't yeah. think it has a specific title and you no, know I, you don't remember so yeah yeah i, I re, like all the herrick's videos or harry's videos i just remember by who was in there and yeah so yeah mitko daniele komuzzi Mike and Jay Linehan and this and, and, and all a bunch of oh band was there. Oh man, everyone was there. It was so cool. If you could only get uh, or if you could get one Black River Park, which one would it be? It would be the G eight, without any doubt. I um, I had the luck to I live. think that's the one I hear the most. Is it yeah? So I lived in Lisbon uh, a year, a year and a half uh, at the Lopro headquarters with good friend Andre Coral and, uh, and, and Mitko kind of as well. And uh, Mitko and I slept in the same room. That's very romantic. Uh, but actually, we slept in the same room with the G8 park as well. So we used to, to wake up in the morning and uh, just had our, our breakfast session on the G8 and then spend the morning pressing decks for Lopro. 
and then leaving the best out of Lisbon for the rest of the day. So I, I, I can, is this enough cool. to say how, how much I have a good relation with the G8? <laughs> the G8. Yes, and, and I think uh, it also speaks uh, uh, for your uh, relation with uh, Lopro and Andre Corral. Absolutely. Oh, that I could, we could speak all night about that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, do you prefer uh, having a park in general or having flat ground with an obstacle? I had um, many years of this flat ground with obstacles is better. And now I am a strong, strong comeback to parks. I want to build more parks. I want to build more spots. Uh, spots speak of a place as well. So um, it's it's kind of a comeback to parks in my mind yeah. right now. I I love riding parks. It's it's the best. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I kind of forgot about it in last year. You know, you get to you get nice flat surfaces and you can change, you know, little walls to granite obstacles to rails. Mm -hmm. uh, but then really a park as a, as a special soul. Yeah. Really not not limiting at all. It's actually kind of empowering sometimes. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with my park that I'm currently building or in in the in the finishing stretches of building, I decided to go more for a, like a modular park. So it's a mix between having a flat ground with an obstacle, but it's it's more a park that uh, that's divided into sections and you can move them around because okay, it's okay. not really like ramps because a bunch of the let's call them ramps are just like big platforms and big flats in various levels of height and yeah okay okay so I, it's a compromise I, you tried to find yeah, a compromise didn't you exactly because i before that i used to have a park for the last three years and i liked it but i never had a place to just set up a, an obstacle in flat and after like three years I done everything at my park that I was able to, and yeah, so I I wanted something new and not wanted to pigeonhole myself into the position I wasn't before, where I could never ride and ride a flat session or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good idea actually. Yeah. Seeing that way, explain it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can show you a couple of pictures later. Um. Yeah, I think the next question has already been answered. Uh, heel flip or kick flip? Yeah, heel flip. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite fingerboarder? Oh, no, 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 never. I have a million of those. I have a million of those. I really do. It changes every week for different mm. reasons. That is not possible to answer that one. Yeah, I, I, I usually just name my friends. Yeah, yeah, my friends are the best. Simone Florian, you're the dude, man. You're my favorite. The underground rider. Um, do you remember what your first event was? Yes, I do. It was uh, Finger Spectacle number five. And uh, so Stefano and I, the founder of Xtrams, we drove to Steyr in Austria for five six hours through I, I also it was a snowfall it was awesome <laughs> we arrived there and we thought okay this looks very very weird are we sure that this is a fingerboard thing was a good idea shouldn't we go somewhere else and then the, we opened the door to this location and we found Manu Obele with beers for everyone and hugs for everyone <laughs> I will never forget that and we definitely understood we were in the right place and uh, and then we never stopped going to events. Events are the shit, guys. Yeah. Sorry, the French. Do, uh, do you remember when that was? That was two thousand and eight. Yeah. So right after I left the scene. Yeah, I've never been to Austria for uh, events. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was November two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when I met all the Portuguese crew. Actually, ah. that's when I met Elias Schmidi. Uh, the the Black River guys, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the thing for me. That was my event. Yeah. Yeah, cool. In, sounds like a cool event. It was pretty cool. Tiny little village, pretty cold and snowy. Very yeah. tight knit community. Very good. Yeah. Do you prefer uh, buying ramps or uh, DIY? Uh, DIY. 
needless to say, mm. uh, I should really advise people to buy ramps and if possible on X ramps. <laughs> but no, DIY, everyone knows DIY is the thing. It's really, really fun since forever. Yeah. You can get fun stuff. Then sometimes buy the, the stuff that you really, really like or, you, or the project you really want to support. But yeah. do it, DIY is, is the thing. Absolutely. Um, what's your favorite food at the moment? At this moment in time, um, and it will always be, is lasagna. It's my favorite food. That's it. It is. And, and I'll tell you more. And the DIY version. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Always and forever. Yeah, it's something I could I could eat a bunch of. Yeah, me too. Um, do you have uh, do you have a favorite skateboarder? Uh, yes, I do, and it's a special dude. I really like Gumiyagi. I'm watching a lot of uh, this. This the Japanese dude that does the weird stuff on the rails. Okay. If you if you know any grabs, I don't know. It's very hard to explain. It's yeah. Can, currently, it doesn't ring a bell, but. Gu Miyagi is my favorite dude, and the, the video editing style as well, and the, the choices, and very nature-like, nature-friendly. Yeah, I looked that up later. That's my favorite one at the moment. <laughs> Loose tight or medium trucks? <laughs> Everyone pulls my legs all the time, because I, I go with, the, let's say, medium hard. I'm trying to loosen them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a medium hard trucks rider, definitely. Yeah. Um, what was your last personal NBD? So the last trick you did, you never done before. Uh, the the la sorry, I didn't understand that one. The last what that I didn't do before? Your last personal NBD. So the last trick you never done before. Oh, uh, wow. That's not an easy question, Jana. I gotta dig a little yeah. bit in memory. Oh, yeah, that that would be like uh, probably a nolly inward deal. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Nolly inward deal. Yeah, and I'm not sure I could even repeat it. Even yeah. the game of skates bring up the best of you. Yeah, they that's nolly inward deal. Yeah, they do. Like I, I recently landed a, a switch heel five zero for the first time. Uh, that was my latest one. I guess sweet shields and nolly hears, even for the dinosaurs of the scene, are always very hard. I don't know. Yeah. Nolly and, and sweet shield. And I was nev never able to do one into a grind before. And oh. that was the first time I actually. Now you got it down. Very nice. Yeah. But the younger generations are so much into sweet shields and nolly heels. Everyone yeah, like they, uh, everything all the time. Like they, they start with nolly heels. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nolly double heels. That's the start. Yeah. Uh, uh, when uh, during the last Fast Fingers uh, weekend or week, uh, there were obviously people from all around the world at the other Berlin shop, and some were having a game of skate. And I uh, was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll play play whoever wins next." And I didn't know who they were that were playing. And it ended up being uh, a bunch of Italians. And it was, uh, I always, uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I'll just say his uh, Instagram name, uh, uh, Mr. Bolly Trucks. Isn't that uh, Guglielmo Cheso, uh, I think? Guglielmo, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, versus uh, the guy that won the previous Fast Fingers. Tommaso Busoni. Tommaso, yeah. So they two were playing, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, uh, can I have the next game? And then I continued watching, and they were doing, like, nolly double heel, switch double heel, and I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm out. Yeah, these <laughs> two guys I'm are solid. To play this. <laughs> these guys are solid. Super props to both of them. Uh, yeah. Last Fast Fingers, I also didn't know they were coming. I didn't know who of that crew was coming. And they, I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, Keizo arrived fifth. And, yeah, yeah, and, he was. And Tommaso, the... and Tommaso was, yeah, didn't go yeah, far. I'm not to... sure if Tommaso was participating or he didn't go far. I don't remember. No, I, I think Tommaso was participating and I think he got like, he got over the initial round. 
Yeah, didn't, true, didn't, true, true. Didn't true. get didn't get that far. Yeah, but Tommaso uh, is super solid. It was just yeah. out of focus, and then yeah. it was definitely thinking of something. Yeah, but uh, but uh, everyone was um, was rooting for Keizo, and he was fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was a really good final. Like other than some of the shenanigans that happened, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and especially some of the Berlin people were very upset about the shenanigans yeah true yeah true um do you prefer having one or multiple setups nice question too um i'm for the one setup definitely i never understood i have several friends very close by now that that use different setups uh, every time and uh, i don't understand that one setup it's more than enough for me i have 12 <laughs> I think that answers that question. <laughs> very, very um, good. What's your most hated trick in a game of skate? The most hated it's uh, when the, the time for Nolly Hill comes in. Yeah. It's always that time or variations of that. Uh, I know I shouldn't hate it, I should embrace it, but yeah. Yeah, for, for me, it's it's the the easy tricks that I uh, dread the most, like a regular kickflip or regular heel flip. Oh, really? Is it a matter of tension or impression? No, no, no. Or... Uh, I think I just don't do those tricks enough. Like, okay. I'm a so big, much, I'm like big fan of the basics. I'm a big fan yeah. of the basics. Usually, I would uh, steal uh, one letter or two with like a backside ollie or a switch backside ollie. Yeah. And, and people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't done that in, like, three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A good switchback side ollie is always a good um, ladder stealer for, for, yeah. good, for good riders. Um, what's the favorite beverage? Oh, wow. My favorite beverage is the good old beer. Good do, old you have beer. A, do you have a favorite beer? No, there's plenty. I, I, I also, well, Germany is a very good spot to be if you like beer. Uh, and uh, UK yeah. is also another good one. So I, I'm going yeah. for for general in, in India Pale Ale, IPA in general. No, no, I won't specify any breweries. A good yeah. India Pale Ale. Yeah, I, I like some IPA uh, once in a while myself. It, it's not something I can drink every day, but especially in in the summer, like sitting outside in a beer garden, drinking a nice IPA. I miss those times. Um, uh, this last five years in UK really kind of, uh, it, it changed many of us in terms of the taste buds and IPA is really the thing now for us. <laughs> um, cats or dogs? Um, hard choice, love both. Uh, but if I really, really have to choose, will be a dog. Um, do you have any sponsors? Okay, I do ride for Low Pro. I do ride for Flatface. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, everyone tends to remember, myself included. Uh, I ride for Flatface since 2010. That's that a long to, time. <laughs> together with my mate Daniele Comosi, it was good times. So yeah, these are my sponsors. Cool. Um, 32 or 34 millimeters? Oh, I know 29, sorry. <laughs> no, 32, 32 is good. I'm riding 32, but I support the 29 crew still. I, I know like one guy who rides 29. Or two. I know uh, uh, Julian Bono. Ah, really? Komuzi as well? Ah. Um, I, I rode, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still in a transition period, but I, I really like 29s and Nah, 34 is too much. And, and people write 36 nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that, that's also too much for me. Um, do you have any dream sponsors? Um, wow, do I? Yes, but not from the fingerboard world. I want fingerboard to become bigger than it is. Uh, I don't need uh, any any fingerboard sponsors. I want other realities to step into the game of fingerboarding. This will maybe sound very commercial and very, I don't know, too many, not particularly mm. community or so. But I think that other companies need to step into fingerboarding, whether they mm. are from the skate world or from the world of events or from the world of uh, 
some things that are closer to people. So you know what's my dream sponsor? Vans. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, uh, or I fingerboard. Remember... I remember back in the day, Black River did have some uh, some like cooperations with uh, with other big companies. Like they did the uh, Stabilo sessions, uh, which uh, which is like a oh, company I do remember that. Does, that yeah. yeah, Stabilo does like uh, pens. Yeah, and, stationary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and also they uh, in uh, actually in uh, the spot we were talking about earlier, the Sportler in Bozen. Uh, they had the Black River Park with all the Nokia uh, stickers, and the whole park was littered in Nokia advertising. Some people find it silly, but I I really like when uh, when fingerboard goes out of the fingerboard world and gets in touch with the bigger world. And um, mm-hmm. I, I will tell you more. N- not many people know, but as Xrams uh, in Italy, we also did w- some works with bigger realities. We worked with Walt Disney. We actually oh. went on the Mickey Mouse uh, magazine for fingerboarding. Cool. cool. We went a couple. We did a couple events for for Walt Disney, and we did an event for Vans as well. We opened a, a shop in Milan for them, and that was very special. Not just for us in terms of our exposition, mm-hmm. but just putting fingerboard in a nice place where people are having fun and they get to see this was really, really, really priceless. So that's my yeah, thing. That I, I, I like really when, cool. Yeah, I like when other other things look at us. Um, I'm yeah. always looking into that. You know? Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite Instagram follow? So an account that you like seeing new content of the most. So that I that I do like seeing the content, right? Yes. Yes. Oh well, that's wow. That's also very hard to pick one. You probably, could, could be anything. Like you probably know this when you when you, when you ask this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. I don't have a favorite one. I like all the all the stuff from the the communities around from UK, Italy, and German community, and the Portuguese one. I, I, it's very hard. It, I won't pick an, an Instagram account. Very okay. hard. I like what the whole scene is doing right now. It's epic. It's so inspiring, and the feed is just ever so inspiring. Then you will hate my very last question because uh, my last question is always: uh, Do you have a favorite overall company? And it can't be Xrams, right? It can, <laughs> can be if you want to. <laughs> um, it is. It is Xrams, my favorite company. Uh, I wish all the very, very best. They got the best ideas. They're into community, <laughs> into green, into eco stuff. Uh, they're very small. They're very uh, underdogs. So I will go with this card, Jana. It's not a hard question. My favorite company is definitely Xrams. And I, I mean that makes sense because uh, there's probably a lot of a lot of things that go into uh, creating a company. So yeah. Yeah, we're very very small, but inside the, uh, there's a lot happening. Just as you say, yeah. Is there anything else you want to shout out or uh, anything else you want to mention? Uh, yes, I will take this occasion. <laughs> well, first of all, big, big thank you. And um, there's a person missing next to me, and that's Simone Florian, as I, I mentioned him already a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But Simon is 50% of X-Rams at the moment. It's me and him behind. I always take the kind of the role of the PR so to speak, I always put the face on front of things. I'm happy mm-hmm. to do so. But Simone is doing crazy things. And we've been sharing this adventure uh, very, very tightly. So he's not speaking here, but he's right here with us. So the big, big shout out to him for being what he, what he is and, and what, doing what he does every time. And, and the other one, I, I already kind of did a little segue into it. But big shout out to the whole worldwide scene. Um, it's very hard for um, for maybe older generations like me to to understand the structure of it from the Instagram. Very very mm-hmm. hard to pick yeah. um, the mood of it. But once you start getting it, um, you start getting attention to, s- to some people, and it's crazy. What's happening right now is just really really crazy. It's a very good year for fingerboarding. Shout out to everyone that is having a deck and doing something with it. Uh, yeah, to everyone really. Yeah, I hope to see, like, or I, I think that in a couple of years we will have this, like, whole generation of COVID fingerboarders 
that uh, either picked it up again or started during this <laughs> pandemic. I like this. I didn't think of it. Yeah, true. The COVID fingerboard. They picked it back up or they started. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah, because I, I met a bunch of them online uh, already. Yeah. Also, do I, do I still have space for thanks? Sure, sure. I, <laughs> sure. The whole XRAMS team, uh, a bunch of guys that were also far from fingerboarding for some years. Everyone is coming back to it right now. So thanks to them, to each and every one of them for supporting us. Uh, thanks to the, the shop guys, as, I, as, as we introduce them, the guys that come to the yeah. shop every Monday and are building the new North London community. Um, and yeah, thanks to everyone fingerboarding, guys. It's it's crazy good year. That's really cool to hear. And I think that's uh, that's a good place to end. So yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking this time. And yeah, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks to you, Jana. The space has been great. I hope the absolute best for Switchcraft. You got the. You got really, really cool people in the previous episodes. I hope people will, will check it out in depth. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all the best to you. And, and thank you for your time. Yeah. And one day I uh, hopefully can visit you. Uh, in a oh, you are absolutely welcome with open arms. And uh, it's more of a when, really. Let's not yes. leave hope on the side. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we, we can make it happen. Come on, no worries. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, thank you everyone for listening and you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye.